Sunday Service with Laura Fox on 2FM. We have got so much coming up in Sunday Service today. Miss Ellen Leonard is in the studio with me. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. So we're here to fill you with some tea. Piping oh, hot tea. Oh my God. And it's good this week. We have got a lot going on. So let's kick it right off. We were talking all about Barry Keoghan and how he wants to go back to his school. Yeah, the man of the moment, Laura. Like he can do no wrong these <laughs> oh days. Like we're all just looking at him and we're all so proud. But people from inner city Dublin are particularly proud. And I really, really love this story. So during the week, Barry Keoghan won his first BAFTA for Best Supporting Actor in the Banshees of Inishiran. And his speech, it was just... Did you? I don't know if if you haven't heard it. I'll just give you a quick idea. Um, what he had said. He just stood up and he tan- thanked his mom and his beautiful little boy Brandon, um, and he basically said that for all the lads from where I'm from who are dreaming of being something, this is for you. And it was just beautiful. And we have a little clip of Barry. So hang on, let's have let let the man say his own words, okay? <laughs> you know, it encourages um, the arts at home, and that, I mean, we are in Ireland of storytelling and you know great actors and, and poets and, and writers and i mean this it helps the industry and um, massively at home and kind of encourages people to kind of send the scripts in and, and, and go for what they want to do so i mean 14 nominations for the oscars right irish is like fuck and i'm wearing red you should have worn green up the flats. <laughs> I love that. That last little up the flats. He's so proud though, isn't he? He's just so proud of himself and everything he's done and as he should be. And basically what's happening now is um, there is a local city councillor and a former Lord Mayor of Dublin, Christy Bourke and Niall Ring. They want to honour him and do something for him because they believe that he will inspire young people in the inner city to see someone like themselves succeed and it's really important for them and RT News during the week actually did a gorgeous package um, to Barry's old secondary school and he they chatted to some of the lads and they just said look I, you know, to see someone like us do so well for themselves. And it was really touching. And Barry saw this and then, quote, retweeted it and basically said to them, um, thank you, lads, this is beautiful. Um, thank you for getting on national TV and saying those lo- lovely things about me. And he's going to drop in as soon as I'm back to have a big chat. And he's going to drop into his primary school as well. And he's just so nice. But you know what? This is such a huge deal. And I think sometimes we're in the habit of like downplaying things, you know, like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, but it's yeah. massive. It's so, so huge. Like this is it's someone's like brother, son, cousin, you know, you know what I mean? It's so close to home. Yeah. And I just think it's such a, big massive deal yeah we're all definitely rallying behind him and I cannot wait the Oscars are on in two weeks time and he's also up for best supporting actor at that that takes place on March 12th and if he, if he wins that, Laura, we need a national holiday or something. <laughs> Another bank holiday would be lovely. Well, Bridget got one there, so Barry hey, should get Barry one as well. Barry deserves one, absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of the Oscars, this brings us in perfectly because Will Smith, oh my, I thought this story was gone. Oh, Will, will you let it go? <laughs> let it go. What's wrong with him? I don't so know. So basically during the week, um, he made a subtle reference to the Oscar slap, but he actually didn't say anything so on tiktok if you don't know you can duet someone so there was a girl um a user who was basically saying that if you look at an 
at an object and ask it. Now, this is bizarre and very weird for a Sunday morning, but you ask an object, what do you think of me? It will tell you, like a thought will come to your head and you'll know what it thinks of you. So this girl was talking about this and he just kind of leans out a shot, reaches across, picks his Oscar up and looks at it and kind of makes this little smug face. And I'm just like, ah, oh, Lord Almighty. Like, what? He, like he's saying something while not saying anything, but I feel like it's a bit of a dick. It's grappling a little bit, isn't it? Because yeah. like we're, we're coming to a year on from this and it, like he got given his consequences. He can't go back to the Oscars for 10 years, isn't it? Not yet 10 years. Like the Academy's banned him. He's not, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. What he did was ridiculous. Like it, it was, was aggressive, it, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was just this kind of like, wh- why did you, why did you do this? And now, why are you still talking about it? Everyone has moved on from it, and you're just trying to bring it right back up again. Totally. And he initially was very well. After four months of saying absolutely nothing after mm-hmm. the incident, he came out then with a video, and he was very apologetic and remorseful. And obviously, Chris Rock just didn't really go there with him and didn't want to say anything at all about it. And that's fair enough. And, you know, he's gone about his business and he's still touring and doing all of his shows. But now Will has somehow decided, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to just bring this all back up again and not be apologetic about it anymore. I'm going to try and go down the comedic route with this. And I just felt like it was a bit of a a bit of a flop. But like in some of the comments, people were like, well, an Oscar is an Oscar and he still got his Oscar. So he's still smug about it. Did I say something during the week? Do the Oscars have a crisis team now? Yeah, so I, I actually love this. <laughs> so basically after that whole show um they have now rallied together a crisis team so basically this is in order to react more swiftly in case something goes awry and how they never thought of having that before for live tv with all these really famous people that are drinking that have egos now they're like yeah maybe it's time now after this slap for us to get a crisis team so they basically said that they were really disappointed with how they acted last year after the Oscars and they feel like they didn't handle it well they weren't swift enough they weren't firm enough taking action like Will was still allowed to go up and get his Oscar Um, now they hope they never have to use this crisis team but um, they are they are having a plan B. I have to kind of stand up for them for a second because I <laughs> they've never necessarily needed a crisis team. You have a bunch of adults in a room who well, should know true. how to behave. But what were we saying before? These people don't have a line like <laughs> us. Yeah. They just do what they want. <laughs> Ellen Leonard, thank you so much. We will be right back. We're going to be talking all about Shakira. Sunday service with Laura Fox. On 2FM. Sunday service with Laura Fox. On 2FM. Okay, Ellen, we're about to talk about Kylie Jenner and I know, look, it's... There's it, eyes rolling. Exactly. And I know that a lot of people are sometimes like, oh, Ronnie Kardashians, here we go again. But hear us out with this one. Yeah, because I think that this is a very important conversation. We're Definitely. talking all about Kylie Jenner and her Vanity Fair interview. Mm-hmm. So during an interview with Vanity Fair Italy, um, it just got published there on Wednesday, Kylie opened up about postpartum depression and she was very honest in it and she has touched on this before if you watch her series The Kardashians on Hulu so she has kind of touched on it but she really opened up and she said I have experienced it twice the first time was very difficult and the second was more manageable so this is obviously about her two children Stormy and Air with um, her husband I think are they married? Lord knows (laughs) like you wouldn't know with them Um, so she basically went on to say that it's 
she would tell people not to overthink things and to live in the emotions and that moment to the fullest, even if it's painful. And I, my heart just kind of goes out to her because she's grown up in this world where she hasn't had a minute's peace. Like, mm. she's been on the original Kardashians from when she was, like, 10. Like, and she has not had any privacy in her life. And she really, really struggles. And even the fact when it comes down to naming her children. So she's suffering with postpartum depression. She releases her baby names. Then she gets another onslaught of negativity. And for anybody not even in that situation going through postpartum depression, it is a really lonely, scary, very difficult. I can't imagine I've never been there. But from what I have seen and heard from people, it is a really, really scary time for people. And I think she's really brave to open up about this because I don't feel like it's talked about enough. I think there is a pressure on people to pretend like, oh, yeah, I'm handling this great. No problem. Like, not a problem. Like, I can do this. And for someone like her to open up and say, you know, it's not just the hormones, everything, like your emotions are too big. It's more powerful and bigger than you. And she just... I just thought it was very, very brave. And she did go on to say, like, there's lots of ups and she loves her children. But for that little moment where she gave us an insight into what it's been like for her, I think it was, I think she's done a lot of good opening up about that. I read this interview and she did say that she cried for like the first three weeks and she just couldn't stop crying and just lying in bed and her head was hurting so much. I think that this just brings a human aspect into Mm. this. And because you forget sometimes, you know, you're looking at all these superstars and you're like, they have absolutely everything. They have all the money in the world what could they have a care of but at the end of the day they still can suffer the same way and look there's a lot of privilege that goes alongside of it and they they have a lot more help than everybody else but yes. at the same time you need to mind your mental health you need to look after yourself postpartum depression is probably one of the scariest things in mm-hmm. the whole entire world I can't I cannot imagine for no. a second what women go through when they're suffering from this because you've got this pressure of like this brand new baby and and you are solely responsible oh, for stop, I know. this child and then but then on top of it you're supposed to be really happy and joyous and it's a you know the miracle of life and then suffering with this it's it's an internal battle exactly but what i will say is Kylie Jenner, like her loather, her coming out and actually speaking about this is conversations that need to be had yeah. so it's only all good. Absolutely. And I do admire her for it. And like you said, I know she has a lot of additional income and help, but no amount of money will ever change, you know, your hormones yeah. or how what's going on internally and inside you. So for her to still come out and say that and and at least show the ups and downs and make it look realistic. I think fair play to her for this one. Now, Ellen, our next story, Shakira. I am obsessed. Oh, I love it so, so much. Do you though? Yes, I okay. absolutely do. I'm here for this. Are you not? I'm not now. Like, fine. Now, fine about the first one. Same with Miley Cyrus. Love the flowers. So basically, Shakira is after bringing out a new diss track um, with her ex. So she's basically telling them you're no longer welcome in my life in this brand new diss track. <laughs> like, come on, Shakira, you made your point the first time. Oh, I don't know. I'm so petty, though. Like, I'm so petty that this is something that I would do. I think it's a bop. This is it. And we're just going to play it in the background because it is obviously in Spanish. Yeah, we don't know what she's saying, but like, she's given it welly. She looks fantastic. But she always does. Always did. And like, I really feel like she's trying to own this whole 
horrific situation in her life. So her ex is Jared Piquet. Um, he's a really well-known footballer on some football team. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what it is because um, we don't care about him. <laughs> but um, So her first one that came out there, literally only a matter of weeks ago, Laura. So she's churning these out like nobody's business. This new song is called TQG. Doesn't really roll off the tongue. Not really, no. Um, but basically, she's singing, seeing you with the new one, Hurt Me, What We Lived, I Forgot, and This Is a Fend. Like, when you literally translate these songs, they're not landing for us in English, but no. I'm saying they're packing a punch in Spanish if you're able to speak Spanish. Um, and she sang it alongside fellow Colombian star Carol G, who split from um, a Puerto Rican rapper two years ago. So the two of them are like loving all this. They're hamming it all up they're living in the grimness the sorrow and she's making it like you know she's making a good song out of it but I really feel like yeah love the first one same with Miley Cyrus Flowers I'm here for it but two in the space of a couple of weeks I'm here for it I'm here for it this is probably the only thing that we're going to massively disagree on I <laughs> love it I absolutely love and adore it Ellen we still have so much to get to we're going to go to a quick ad break and some David Guetta and our ad breaks aren't working. Give me one second. Here we go. Two FM. Sunday service with Laura Fox on Two FM. Ellen Leonard, this story is one of the things that I would say has just been in the ether for probably nearly the last ten years now. At this point, it's been the biggest rumour of all time and it's finally being put to bed. Yeah, and I think she's right. So Ellie Goulding has said that the rumours from 2014 that she cheated on Ed Sheeran with the love of my life, <laughs> uh, Niall Horan, were not true and caused her a lot of trauma. Now, for someone to use the word trauma is no joke. So basically what happened way, way back, herself and Ed um, sparked romance rumours in 2013 just because they were seen pictured holding hands. Um, so it was at the MTV Video Music Awards. And then, of course, with the world we lived in, things just took off, all hell broke loose. And apparently she was dating Ed Sheeran. I vividly remember this photo. She had blonde hair. It was so poofy. And, and the, <laughs> the, the side fringe was coming from like the way over the side of her <laughs> oh head. God, yeah. And they were just sitting on the chairs together and she, her and Ed were holding hands and it took off. She put it to bed immediately where she tweeted and said, I can't even hold hands with your friends anymore. I must be dating everybody. Yeah. And but that still wasn't good enough. No, it's never good enough. No. Sure, we're just going to believe what we want anyway. So that, yeah. And then what happened after that was that her and Niall actually did start dating and then everyone basically attacked her. But there, no, the rumours began because of Ed Sheeran's song, Don't. Yes. And he had that line in it where um, I never saw him as a threat until you disappeared to with them to have sex, of course. Yes. Everybody knows that line so much and, and jumped on the bandwagon and went, that must be about Eddie Golding. They put the they put everything in place where it was like they happened to all be in the same hotel room and and this this just talk off yeah now I think everywhere I really and truly and I always have thought if Ed Sheeran had just come out and said it's not about her why did he not do well, that well I don't know like I mean you've got PR teams and everything that are like this is given that song well you do you know that like any news is good news or no whatever that saying is about no press is bad press so that there could be a bit of that in it but when it comes to like she really really suffered over this she said recently like being completely honest it caused me a huge amount of not even stress a lot of trauma so like she faced a huge amount of backlash over that and mm -hmm. he he could have just piped up and said 
okay, look, sorry, that was that was not fair on her. Um, and she still talks about it to this day. And I just think... Well, this is the first time that she's actually fully put it to bed because there was a TikTok of her dancing to a Harry Styles song and somebody wrote underneath it... Um, oh, I love this. Yeah. It was, it was basically something along the lines of... Um, bad out you cheated on Ed Sheeran but slay and then Ellie Goulding commented underneath it saying false with a load of exclamation exclamation marks but slay and I was like yeah you did slay so she is able to have a bit of crack with it now thankfully but it's only taken her 10 years yeah I know but look okay so this is it it's done and dusted they they were never together never together she did see Niall Horan and she never cheated on Ed Sheeran okay so we've nothing left to talk about here amen is right Uh, very very quickly the course of history was nearly changed because Mean Girl which is up there with one of my favourite movies I think every millennial's favourite movie I love this story Blake Lively was nearly Regina George I know and I love that for her but I do think I do think they made the right decision uh, not doing that to her but yeah so Blake Lively was top choice to play one of the plastics Regina George oh no sorry she was actually she wasn't I got that completely wrong she auditioned to play Karen Yes. Amanda Seyfried um, auditioned to do Regina George instead. Yes, so I think, yeah, but in fairness, I don't think Blake Lively would have been a good fit for this. Amanda Seyfried was the best Karen for this in the end. Um, But yeah, they had flown out to LA. There was tons and tons of casting calls. And I think it went on for, like, it took them a long time to make this cast, but they ultimately decided that Amanda was better suited to playing Karen and Regina went to Rachel McAdams and Look, we love it, but I would like to see a remake of Mean Girls too. If anyone's listening, we're waiting on that. Are we? Can we not yes. just can we not just leave it as it no, is? No, no, we need this. Okay, well, again, we're disagreeing. I think we just need to put it to bed and leave it. They're all it up for it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you just don't need to touch a masterpiece. Ella Leonard, thank <laughs> you so much. We will see you right back here again next Sunday. Bye. Here we go. Sunday service with Laura Fox on Two FM.